everyone. Thank you for downloading the podcast today. Uh, incredible story mm. in today's podcast from one of our listeners. Yeah. Her dad, she's found out, is not her real dad, but she hasn't told him because she found out. Mm. How did you get a paternity test from him? Well, you wouldn't need it because you no. would find out that someone else is your mm. real dad. Yeah. Well, no. So in, in there you'll hear, um, she was told when she was 36 that her dad was not biologically hers. Would you be able to do it, what she's done? Uh, I think so. I can. If, you'll hear the reasons as to why she's decided to not tell her dad. Mm. And I think it's because... It would just, it would she's, she's already holding, the, the hurt for her won't change mm. and all it will do is make him hurt too. There, so, would be a, there would be a beautiful moment though where if you did tell him and said, it doesn't matter to me, you're still my dad, and he turned around and said. Thank God I'm off the hook. I never no, liked you anyway. It means, it, it obviously means nothing to me as well. Yeah. You're still my daughter. That would be a beautiful moment for her, but I, you, you can't guarantee that. No. And I think she's also. Although her mum has kept the secret, she's protecting her mum. Yeah, the and I too. think that's what's unbelievable about it is the mum has created this mm. situation. Yeah, and she's still protecting her mum at the same time. She's still good friends with her mum. Yeah. yeah, so her her outlook on it is unbelievable. You'll hear that in um in the podcast today. And also, also, Memory Monday. Yeah, put up with Nick. Weschler. Jack, Jack, Weschler. Jack. Jack Porter from Revenge. And we played an awesome game around The Voice. Oh, yeah. Get to that. <laughs> it, all went, it all went to plan, that game. Ah, good times. My favourite thing was just your face, just realising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that Adam Lambert? No, that was Well, you can hear halfway through, I'm like, nah, this is salvageable. <laughs> and then I get to the point at which I'm like, nah. Nah, this is It was when on air you actually went, nah, it's done here. <laughs> <laughs> Out. <laughs> Well, I just knew we was done. Yeah. It's very hard to have a play at home uh, factor for that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, you'll hear that. Not everything goes to plan in life, and that's yeah. just one thing that happened to us today. Right, let's get into the podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Yeah, light, dark, isolation, inspiration. Yeah, man, it's time for a poetry slam. If you want some comfort, maybe you should get out a poetry book at the moment. Because, you know, it's a meaning of life, really, isn't it? And they're all contained in that book. Mm-hmm. 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 There's a lot of books, though. Which one are you going to choose? Hey, I, I, used to, I used to go to poetry readings when I was uh, studying cool. acting. Yeah, back when I was cool in yeah. Sydney. I was so cool. Um, Did you I, not shave as much back then? No, I wasn't like that. All right. I mean, there was a, some ladies that didn't at the poetry reading, but you're just you're stereotyping, mate. Yeah. But am I? True. Yeah, very much so. Right, okay. Yeah. No, because I'm just... Like, when I lived in Melbourne, in mm. a city, Melbourne, mm. um, it was very much hairy armpits were the thing. But did they go to poetry reading? Well, I don't know. They just, I just assumed that's where they were well, sneaking they were, off to in the middle of the night. They were baristas. <laughs> they had hairy armpits. It was like, that's next thing, you probably were at some sort of like open mic night somewhere. So this is when I was working as a barista. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew you worked at a fancy restaurant as a, a waitress. Yeah, I was a barista. And, and a barista. Yeah, so so far, shop. the only thing that's separating up, up. you from these people is the fact that you shaved your armpits. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Whatever. So, and as, I was dating I, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Anyways, right. 
But like, I just don't like it when you stereotype. Okay, okay. So- I'm I'm sorry <laughs> that I got Ow. it right. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know what a poetry slam is exactly, I just do poetry recitals. But I thought I would give you one, and I think they've been a bit too hard for you, Maddie, because you've really struggled to get the the, the meaning of it. And look, yeah. hey, how you interpret it is. Whatever's up to you, but there is sort of a specific meaning, and Stav's always nailed it. So I, I thought I'm going to give you an easier one. Okay. So Abby reads out the poem, and then um, I give the words I've heard, I give my interpretation of the mm. meaning behind it. Mm. And then Stav says what the actual person who wrote it meant to do. Don't jinx me. Bonus points for you, Stav, mm. if you can tell me what popular culture this has been heard in. Okay. Okay. So Are you from- into it because you too were a barista? <laughs> I, I never shaved my armpits. <laughs> and I was dating a girl. <laughs> no, you weren't. Oh, no, you weren't. <laughs> Walked into that one. <laughs> All right, so 1923. <laughs> okay. 1923, right this it. is uh, by Robert Frost. Oh, oh, Frosty. Oh, Frosty. Do you know Robert Frost? I don't know Robert Frost. All right. Bobby v- Frost. Very famous American um, poet, okay? <clears throat> Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaves are flower but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sunk to grief. So dawn goes down to day, nothing gold can stay. Yes, your daughter's name is in it, but you did name her after a biblical name. Oh, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> and, and I feel bad having to point these out because the only things that stood out to me... Oh, gardening references, <laughs> which is why I thought you'd really nail this. Well, there's the green... And obviously, it's someone who's illegally growing marijuana somewhere. Mm, obviously, okay, yeah. Obviously, um, Dawn went down. Yep. Now I've, I don't <laughs> no, that's know. Not a I, name. D- I don't know she, Dawn. <laughs> I don't know Dawn. She was a barista. Personally, I don't know. <laughs> she was and a I don't want to generalise about anyone named Dawn. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I'll let you colour in that little story. Um, the other mention of dawn could be is when you've got to sneak out to check the plants. So I think mm. Frosty. <laughs> Robert Frost is the poet. Robbo. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Robbo. Bobby F. Yeah, Robbo Frosto. Mm. I think. This was an easy one for you. Yeah, I'm a, that's why I'm nailing it <laughs> right. clearly right now. I think, I think Robbo Frost. Um, was a marijuana grower. Okay. <laughs> but his internal struggle came uh-huh. from the fact that it wasn't to party with. Mm. He knew that it, it would help medicinal. people medically. Oh. Uh-huh. And he was well ahead of his time, and mm. everyone was trying to hold him back. Yeah. Didn't see any li- circles of life or any. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, sorry, sorry, Steph. What is the poem about? It Nothing is. Gold can uh, stay. Well, it is, it is a bit of a trickier one because there are multiple interpretations that you could glean from that. But mm. I, I would say my takeaway from it was it was about the fleeting nature that is human existence on the planet and how fleeting it is and it's hard to grasp because it's gone so quick. So who was Dawn to him, though? <laughs> but it, so it is metaphors to do with um, like, nature, saying that you need to appreciate what is there because mm. nothing amazing will stay forever. So it's mm. metaphors to do the circle of Dawn life. Dawn left him, did she? And she death broke up with him. and popular culture mm. for you. What's what, the, what, was it, where, what was it in reference to? Like, is that what you're asking? What, yeah, yeah, why what did he write it? In? Oh, the TV oh. show Friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Outsiders. Outsiders. Yeah. Oh, the ah, yeah, yeah Pony Boy. Uh, okay, there you go. Mm. What's that? What's Pony Boy? It's been in a lot of movies, so it's quoted a lot. Yes. Yeah, and a lot yeah, of people outside. will say, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, do you reckon Dawn shaved her armpits? Nah. nah you know that neither. Dawn's like now, right? Like, look out your window. There's Dawn. There's Dawn. I, I don't see anybody out there. <laughs> 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 oh, that slam was slamming.
Your truth is so real right now. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Things you can say in the bedroom and another scenario. They both make sense. That's what's so funny about it. And today it's at the gym because gyms have officially uh, opened back up. Yeah. There are restrictions though, aren't there? Yeah, I think social distancing and stuff. Apparently now with like um, your F45s and all of those things, you know how they're circuit training? Yeah, mm. you have to have Part that. of the circuit is there's a sanitation station now. So, sanitation So you do all your stuff and yeah, then you clean yourself up. <laughs> so that, I have one of those in my bedroom as well, you know. Uh, have you ever been to a gym? Yeah. I've been to a gym before. And done weights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been. Huh. When? Uh, when I did my ankle, I had to go and do a bit of Physio. rehab stuff. Mm. But then I went through a spot in um, Sydney when I was trying to like get did fit. You? But I didn't go back after because I worked out, like I tried to work out like I was still fit and I had to thought I was going to spew. Yeah. And I managed to go into the bathroom and pick the one cubicle that some dude had destroyed and I just could not, oh, I couldn't come back from that. Mm. Uh, so. You could have been really fit. But I no, could have been. Chris Hemsworth if it wasn't for that guy. I'm getting there. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Tamika in Sanford, what can you say in both scenarios, a bedroom and a gym? How do you use this? Sometimes uh, you don't know and you're too embarrassed to ask questions, aren't you? So you're like, oh. And, yeah, and, and then at the gym. Different. They're all they're different, different, aren't they? And you try and look at the diagrams, but you're like, mm. Always Sometimes ask. Sometimes they just don't make sense either. <laughs> yeah. Always ask a professional to make up because you might tear something, okay? Mm. Can't have that happen? No. Uh, no, no. Peter in Belmont, what can you say in the bedroom and in the gym? Yeah, can you hold my bar up? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Got to have a spotter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 131060, uh, join in any time with this little game. It's not filthy. If you've just tuned in, this is not filthy. It's mm. just your mind putting it all together. Mm. Harley, in Everton Park, what can you say in the bedroom and at the gym? Uh, that's a big load that you've just put on my chest. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be careful with that because you can suffocate. Well, that's why they say you need to have someone else there to... That's right, you always need the help there. Yeah, mm. you do, in case you go a little bit too hardcore, right, Harley? That's it. Good on you, buddy. Thank you for getting getting that safety message out there. It is a safety message. You've got to be safe. (laughs) Renee in Helensvale, what can you say in the bedroom and at the Gaim? Can you feel that burn? Oh, it's good when you feel the burn. (laughs) Always burns more the next day, though, doesn't it? On the day after. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. How much effort you put in. Josh and Ningi, you're uh, finishing off the category. What can you say in the bedroom and at the gym? Just keep smashing it, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have that pep talk. Yeah. Oh, we got a late, we got a late come up. Oh, Brody. Oh. First time on air. Welcome, Brody from Redlands. Hey, young. Hey, good. good. What can you say in both scenarios? Keep pumping for another 30 seconds. Yes. yes. That last 30 seconds will get you over the line. Yeah. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. 30,000 people marched through the Brisbane CBD as organisers also encouraged attendees to social distance where possible. Yeah, the Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has come out and thanked Queenslanders for their social distancing um, throughout the rally. Mm-hmm. And there was 30,000 that turned out to uh, the Black Lives Matter rally here in Brisbane. And I have to say, the photos, I found them really quite emotional. Mm. Um, the amount of people that came out um, in support, and I think it was it was very much needed and overdue for it. And then I read all the comments, I was like, oh, yes, okay. A lot of people are outraged because there was a mass 
gathering. Mm. And they're like, we're still trying to um, have restrictions here in Queensland. How dare they do that? The hardest get- part of this, I think, though, is both arguments are correct in this yeah. instance, unfortunately. <laughs> like, it's one of those unwinnable arguments where the rally needed to happen because there's a, gr- a brilliant movement going around the world. Mm. And it's timely as well. Yeah. I know everyone says, why can't you do it now? But it's like... It, it, the, the passion is there, and I, I understand how timely it needs to, to be, and I hope that people stay passionate and as outraged so that change can happen. Mm. But I think people that are like, wait a minute, I can't open my small business, but you could do the rally. Mm. And I think there was those... Um, there, it wasn't consistent when we could go out and vote. Mm. Remember, we were encouraged to vote, and everyone's like, but at the same time, we're not allowed to have... Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what I would say about this one, though, is, I mean, they were the government were in a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because the protests were going to happen anyway, mm. and they were protesting against the government and the police force who would have to enforce the rules. If, if they said you can't protest, it would be the police force that would be there separating people, and that would have caused it to maybe turn violent. So I think they did the right thing. If you look at the photos, does it freak you out? Because I know that you oh don't like Oh, my God, any... twitchy, all over the place. And I, I agree that the rallies should happen, and they were a great but, thing, but I go like, oh, I can't But you it. didn't wouldn't have wanted it to go ahead? No, I, w- I would have preferred it didn't at this time. Yeah. Is I just think you don't have a... You can't say, hey, can you put it on hold yeah. for a, no, exactly. a, a month? But, I mean, I, I, I don't mind with borders opening, so I guess that's... I thought we were supposed to slow the curb. Mm. I, slow I'm, the curb, not completely... Smash <laughs> <abolish>. it. <laughs> I, I'm... Uh, I'm uh, and people can get angry at me for this, but whatever. I think it's probably going to be somewhat of a good test and I wonder if maybe some of those conversations went around Mm. because what happens if in two weeks time or three weeks time Mm. the cases are the same Mm. after 30,000 people all got together Mm. um, will we be able to go actually we've noticed that we have done a really good job now we can start to open up and people can open their businesses they can get as many people in as they want Mm. they can do all of that because it is safe Mm. or or, well, or the opposite is that as well, is that if we have a big outbreak, then it is going to shut more stuff down. I understand down. that there's vulnerable people, mm. um, and I think people that are uh, have a vulnerability, I think they should be supported to be able to self-isolate still, mm-hmm. mm. change that about. But we did get a letter, and we got someone um, saying, look, should we be asking school teachers and kids who attended the rally to self-isolate after? She's remained anonymous, but she just said that she knows a year 12 girl and her friends from school oh. in Brisbane who attended with both her parents and their school teachers at different place. So she's saying surely parents of kids um, should let them know that they did attend the rally and then self-isolate. Because I think we can all agree that we don't want to homeschool again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's universal. But haven't they said that we're not going to do that? It's just going to be shut down schools and, and, and then one just control one. it. Yeah, yeah, rather than actually going back to what we did. But 13, 10, 60, you can weigh in. And I don't want to have conversations that the rally didn't need to be there, though. Yeah. Because I... I don't. I, that, I think that's an argument that will never end. Yeah, unfortunately. I think that's an argument yeah. I don't really want to yeah, get yeah, into. Yeah. So what we're asking this morning is if people attended that, and we have people from our office who that went. Attended, yeah, mm. if, I was. I was going to go, but then I was. I was sort of in that predicament. Like if I'm. I know it sounds funny, but then I was like, if anything happens, I'm going to be blamed for it because I was seen there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You and, know? and I was uncomfortable because I was saying to, to Shiv, our producer, was going to go, have we got permission from work? And I was like, well, do we need to get permission from work to be able to go? But I think if you if work was to say you can't come back into the office if you go and break social distancing like that... Then I that, could have worked y- from home. Yeah, but yeah. you have to also wear that. You yeah. know what yeah, I mean? I that's, so. that's the sacrifice I think we kind of... And that's why if we ask, mm. do you want anyone you know in your workplace 
to self-isolate if they went to the mm. went to but the I rally. I always think I drop my kids off at school, mm. and it's not totally. self-isolation at school. They try, but no. come on. Mm. Oh no, it's impossible. Our, our teachers are always yelling at the kids, "No, Tiggy!" <laughs> no, but we play at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> 13, 10, 60. What are your thoughts? Uh, we'll get your calls on next. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. 30,000 people marched through the Brisbane CBD as organisers also encouraged attendees to social distance where possible. It was, uh, it was be- uh, personally, I found it beautiful to see the photos of support for uh, the, the protests that happened with Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and it was here in Brisbane, CBD. It was all over Australia, but there was 30,000 that attended. And then I guess I look at it, I go, oh, that's right, we're social distancing. So I can understand why some people felt uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, we, ha- we had an email come through and it was from um, uh, someone who wants to remain anonymous, but they're saying, should people who attended the rally... Um, have to self-isolate now, like especially school teachers and, and there were some school students who went along mm. um, for the safety of others who didn't attend. So that's the question we're asking this morning on 131060. All right, Renee and what do you think? Um, hi, guys. So I attended the rally and I don't intend to social distance, mm. but I've been a, an essential worker through this whole pandemic anyway and I haven't had the um, luxury of social distancing. Um, but interesting, also, last weekend before that, we were at the Redcliffe Markets and there was absolutely no social distancing then. So people shouldn't be pointing fingers at people who are trying to be care when it's not working in the community anyway at times. Yeah. Oh, you mean you're not going to self-isolate? No. Oh, you, know, you just said you're not yeah. going to social distance at the thing. But I, mm-hmm. I think you were saying in your work, it's hard to do it anyway, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I have been going to work and seeing upwards of, you know, thirty people a day. What do you do, Renee? I'm a midwife, and I right. also do home visits. So I've been in and out of people's homes yeah. the whole time, and having to run clinics. Oh my god, that must be—that's impossible, isn't it? To self-distance yeah. in that, that when you're delivering babies. <laughs> did you? Yeah, women, did you women still have babies? Oh, yeah. and I'm not doing it, um, that's for sure. Yeah. Did you mask up and everything um, at the rally? Did you find a lot of people were doing that? Yeah. So, and I found that that was pretty um, poor reporting from the Courier Mail too. That um, that somebody did um, say that they didn't see a lot, but definitely where I was up, mm. which was close to the front, I can assure you there was a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Annette is in Daisy Hill. You too were at the rally over the weekend. Correct. I went along to support my children and grandchildren. Was it was it an amazing event? It was so uplifting, and at all times throughout, I felt safe. Mm. Yeah. So, and that was the reason why I, I I feel I'm not going to self isolate. Yeah. Do you do you think from having seen the events of the weekend and the way people were? Um, do you believe now from, from being a part of that that it is we are ready to just go back to normal? I work near Garden City Shopping Centre. Are, are we not nearly there already? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I went to the shops on the weekend. It was packed. packed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't mean, I just, just guess there's inconsistencies. Yeah. I think it's because it was an organised event. I guess what Nett's saying is we're already doing it. As it and is. Like, anyway. I, I, I work the entire way through, and I am very aware of my my self space. So I practiced, you know, I wore a mask, mm. I, I had hand sanitizer. The um, police, Queensland Rail, they were giving out enough stuff so that people could feel safe at the event. Mm. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, all right, thank you, Annette. Mm. Uh, Nick is on with us. Hey, Nick, what are your thoughts, buddy? Should the people who attended the um, rally have to self isolate? 
Well, I, I think they should self-isolate because at the end of the day, if they want to turn up and do uh, express their diplomatic right to protest, and that's fine. I agree with what the protest is about. Mm. But why are they, those people now potentially spreading COVID and we just got so far where we get to the point where we can actually start reopening stuff. And now I think this could potentially put us back another six months. Mm. I, think it's ir- I think it's irresponsible, but it's, I understand the point of it. But we need to make sure that we're on this path now to keep it that way. This could set us back. So you think everyone that went to the um, rally should self-isolate for two weeks? Absolutely. Mm. They should go to those motels. They should stay there for two weeks. It's your right to protest, but it's also my right to stay safe from you having your protest. Mm. I think that's the hardest part of this, isn't it? Because I hear all of those arguments and I agree well, no with one's all wrong. of them. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's that weird thing where everyone's point of view has a valid point. But... That's a hard thing going back where I know my friend went to the gym mm. and went in there and turned back around. Was and I was like, were you using that as an excuse? <laughs> She's like, just for so long we've said don't mm. go near each other and then I'm just hopping onto a machine that someone else has used. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I guess, I mean, Time will it'll, tell. it'll be getting watched. And I think some of the healthcare professionals, if they've actually said that in two weeks' time, it'll get monitored and we'll see yeah, whether there's any impact. I guess the people impact. that went to, um, to the rally, um, I, I guess just take care in yourself and if you do get symptoms and make sure that you do then self-isolate. Get tested too. Yeah. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. It was the biggest show of 2011. When I was a little girl, revenge was as simple as the Sunday school proverbs it hit behind. It saw a girl named Emily tear apart the lives of super duper rich people. This is not a story about forgiveness. To seek revenge for her father. This morning, we're chatting to the guy who she was really in love with, Jack Porter. Don't throw your life away because of the choices that I've made. What choices? What are you talking about? But his real name, and he's joining us now on the show, is Nick Weschler. Yeah, Nick is on with us right now. Uh, morning, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We're good. I, we, we, we were obsessed with the show. I think everybody was, weren't they? Yeah, but to the point where I, I feel like I want to ask so many questions, but they might be spoilers, because I became so obsessed with the Hamptons. Well, you yes, this you is where you got your love for the Hamptons, You can't right? spoil it. The show is done. It's done and dusted. It's currently on stand in Australia. If you haven't seen it, too bad. Okay, like, I've never been to the Hamptons, Nick, and I just want to, like, I guess I want to confirm, because I even designed my house to look like a revenge episode. We keep, um, yeah... <coughs> I know, right? I know. Is that amazing? Sorry, I don't. I just think it's amazing because it's mostly you're probably you're basing it on like what our like set designer came up with. I know, and that's what I mean, Nick. That they put in the house. I can't go to the Hamptons because it's not actually Uh, like that. Like I'm not basing it on the Hamptons. I'm basing it on the show Revenge. So that's what is yeah. so funny yeah. about it. But yeah. Then she it, killed her husband. <laughs> I wanted to keep up with it, you know. And I've got to find a guy that owns a boat so I can fall in it, love with him. When you see, what's it like for um, people in America with the whole Hamptons thing that's, that people get excited about? Is it not what we see on Instagram? What's insane is I don't know. Like, I, I don't really, I don't have a concept of it. I was raised in a family that didn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. I'm, like, suspicious of large amounts of money. Yeah, I don't, right. like... And so I don't have the same, like, fascinations, and I'm kind of like, that much wealth is unconscionable, Mm, you know? Like, to to me, it's just weird. (laughs) I never looked into what other people's, like, fascination with it is. I mean, I I, I guess it's just that it's 
fancy as hell and everybody wants to be a part of it. Everybody wants to, um, you know, swim in, in a pool in somebody's giant backyard. And I don't know. So, so they what I'm saying, are, yeah, Nick obviously hasn't taken his isolation to his holiday home like a lot of the other yeah. Hollywood celebrities in the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> the show, mate, Revenge, it was brilliantly written as well. I mean, all the actors, you all did an amazing job on there, but the storylines and the way it twist and turned, when you first got the script, did it excite you straight away? Yeah, I mean, look, Mike Kelly is just a great a great writer. He he'd made um he made a pilot that I almost got to work on. Um a friend of mine ended up getting the part. Well, we be, we became friends kind of at the at the screen test for that role. Um and and my best friend got a, a part in it as well. So he worked with Mike Kelly, the creator of Revenge, on his previous pilot, which was called The Quintuplets. And that didn't go, but um, it had a lot of great ideas and stuff. So, yeah, I, I've just, you know, he's, he's always been a great writer. I can't claim that that's why I did it. I needed a job. I'm just lucky that the show was, you know, was good. Nick, was it? Weird that um, Emily, who's your co-star, and um, Josh, who's also your co-star, started um, dating in real life and are now um, married. Was that weird when they started a relationship and you had to have a love interest? Like, did you have to go, sorry, Josh, like... I mean, no, I don't don't think it was. Like, I never really worried about it, partly because josh's temperament is like josh is like impossible to dislike <laughs> and and he's he's just so kind and earnest and and just just a wonderful guy and i, I never there was never any competition like there was never any weirdness because we knew it was just acting like wow. we'd they, we, you know they'd say cut and then we'd all hang out mm. yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't weird at all See? Which I actually find weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lack of weirdness made yeah. it weird. <laughs> is it? Is it a weird? Is it though? Like for actors, is there that thing of when you do start to like if you're working with someone and you do start to get feelings for them, do you have to sit down with yourself and go, oh, "This is kind of like that friend situation." Do we push it past friends or can it? You know, because I imagine if you date someone, then you break up and the show continues for another three seasons. Awkward. It's not a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I've, I've had that happen. Um, I had that happen on, on that show, not with Emily. Um, but I just never, I just never said anything personally. Like mm-hmm. I, that was my approach. I was just like, eh, I'm just going to kind of like wait it out because I don't want to make it. But that's also because I'm a coward. <laughs> was it? <laughs> are, are we talking about J Lo? Was it J Lo? Because you work with J Lo in um, Shades of Blue. <laughs> oh God. No, 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 no. <laughs> she's, she's great, though, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. How did Jello go when you had to say to her, sorry, I don't date people uh, I work with? Did she take that well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. It was the biggest show of 2011. When I was a little girl, revenge was as simple as the Sunday school proverbs it hit behind. It saw a girl named Emily tear apart the lives of super-duper rich people. This is not a story about forgiveness. To seek revenge for her father. This morning, we're chatting to the guy who she was really in love with. Jack Porter. Don't throw your life away because of the choices that I've made. What choices? What are you talking about? But his real name, and he's joining us now on the show, is Nick Weschler. Mate, great to have you on uh, this morning and chatting with us. 
Uh, what's it like at the moment in, in the States? I mean, we know that most of our television shows and uh, movies come from over there. Uh, when are, When's production going to get back going, or what's that going to be like? It's basically on hold. I mean, there's some projects that are claiming they're going to try to shoot in, like, July or August or something, and I'm like, you're insane. I, somebody was saying, like, I was having a conversation with friends, and one of my friends works in um, entertainment insurance, and he was saying, like, I, I think he was saying that somebody was, they were going to have to start shooting from further away and just using longer lenses oh, and wow. stuff. And, I, and we, that got us talking about how, like, this might create, like, a there might be a period in film where everything just looks a little different. Yeah. yeah. Well, it might like go it back to the... slightly changes the... Yeah. It's, it might go back to the older days. Where you couldn't actually kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like on yeah, set, yeah. where you had to sit so yeah. far apart from each other. Also, the ABC has announced there's a sequel um, in the works to Revenge. Have you yeah. heard anything about that, or are you going to be popping up on that? I've heard about it. Uh, I, I, I was kind of looped in sort of before it was announced, mm. um, but not looped in in a, in a, like, hey, we want you to be a part of it. Um, no one's asked me. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know that they have any use for me. I think it, they want it to be its own thing. Uh, I would, I would totally do it. Please um, tell me it's called Revenge the Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> is it a continuation God. of the last story, or is it going to be a whole new sort of set of characters? It's a whole new set of characters, right. from what I understand. A whole new, but, but it lives in that same world. Mm. Like, I, I think, you know, in that world, I think our characters exist. Right. The characters from the original exist. It's just that they don't have any use for them. It's like oh, it's someone yeah, else. Okay. Uh, Emily might have her, a long-lost yeah. sister or something yeah. who also wants to get revenge. Yeah, right. Yeah. Runs in the family. Runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. um, Nick, my, my friend was telling me that, I mean, he went over there and he was doing, like, pilot week, and he, his claim was that he got this show, but um, he got paid to sort of be reserved. Does that still happen in Hollywood? Like, if you were going to audition and they're trying to get this show off the ground, they still pay you to sort of be reserved so you're not allowed to audition for other things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, must be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, 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 uh, it, it can happen. Um, it, it doesn't happen, well, I was going to say it doesn't happen that often, except maybe I just don't get cast that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But... <laughs> but if, if it's like a Netflix thing, then that doesn't surprise me because Netflix has been... Um, really good about because they have more money than anyone. They they <laughs> have been really good about paying people to you know wait this out. Right. Is um is that sort of the way everything's going now for for <laughs> actors like Netflix? Uh, it's a much better way to go than sort of TV series for TV networks. I mean, I I guess I I, I also I haven't worked for Netflix yet. Um, uh, uh, but I think they are like. I don't know. I, th I think, like, for creative reasons, they're often writers kind of, you know, would, would like to work with them. There's, you know, you don't have to go to commercials. You don't have to hold them to mm. advertisers and stuff. But uh, I hear they, I don't want to get in trouble with Netflix. <laughs> uh, but I hear that they, I hear that they don't pay that well. Right. Um, unless you're like a big star. Mm. You know? Oh, there um, you go. And then they might get a cut in it, do you think? In the show. That's, that's a neat Yeah. 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 
They Mate. get a free subscription. <laughs> a free subscription yeah. where they're allowed yeah. to give all their password yeah. to friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about um, the stuff from Onset? We we're saying how um, Abby's built her entire uh, house around your set designer. I mean, the level um, of um, expense is quite lower, but yeah. But um, <laughs> apparently, um, Emily Van Camp said that she kept the uh, little Infinity wood box that featured a lot. That had all the info that her um, dead dad left her to seek her revenge. Was there anything that you oh, awesome. that you swiped from your bar um, in there? Because there was some pretty cool props inside that bar. God, no, no, I should have. No, I. <laughs> I didn't know you could just take shit. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> All right, guys, it's the last day. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a hand to pack everything up before I get out of here, guys. And then we'll just take a few glasses, yeah. a few coasters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have, like, some... I just have some fun, uh, uh, not things from set, but but uh, crew gifts. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think it was actually season one, or maybe even just at the end of the pilot, we got, I think it's the, like Hamptons Inn or something. Or no, the Southampton Inn robes. Oh, lovely. And Southampton Inn was, like, I guess the inn that Conrad was staying at in the beginning or something, like cheating on, on Victoria with uh, uh, Amber Valletta's character uh, or something like that. So anyway, I just, like, things like that, like little winks and nods to some of the, you know, the Revenge universe. I think I think that, that does fun. Yeah, right. Nice. Well, um, that's probably why you continue to be employed, because you're not dodgy and you don't steal things. So, uh, good, you think Emily's you. got a big black mark <laughs> next to her name for taking the wooden... I probably shouldn't, have, probably shouldn't have revealed that. That'll be the end of her career right here on Australian Radio. Um, but, uh, mate, look, we really appreciate you calling in this morning. Revenge all over the world was massive, and here in Australia, everybody got hooked on it. And it was what, that time as well when you had to watch TV mm-hmm. each week. Mm. You know, it wasn't like you could binge right, it the right. way you can now. And you'd so. be like, no, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yeah. I didn't, I've recorded that. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was crazy. But Nick Weschler, mate, we really appreciate it. Nice to talk to you this morning. Nice to talk to you as well. Thanks so much for your time. Anytime, buddy. Thank there you. he is. Uh, you'll know him as Jack from uh, Revenge on the air with us for Memory Monday. It's Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. I do love it when people say in relationships, it's not about like, um, you know, being even. You know, it's not like being right. And some people don't have like brownie points. Mm. And I love those people, but that's not our relationship. <laughs> well, the world is full of liars. And oh, sometimes look, I admire they... them. I love it. I love <laughs> it. But like, you can't think to yourself that even sometimes if... Let's just say a kid has like a little bit of a boo boo, right? Yeah. Like just, and you kind of like, whew, not on my watch. Oh, yes. They're okay. They're yeah. safe. But you just know that next time, if anything, they get a bruise, you mm-hmm. can't go, you go, oh, well, remember what you did. So that's a little bit of our household. And yesterday, yes. something extraordinary happened. <laughs> Obviously, you're the one who gained all the points. Yeah, someone leaped their head on the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. Because I have never been into this sport, but can I just say what a wonderful sport golf is? Yes, golf is great. Because I have been wanting to do weekend classes, and I always feel guilty about doing gym classes when I on the weekends because mm. I have the kids there. And normally during the week, we've always got kids' sports, and I just feel a bit guilty because I work leaving to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. So normally if I go like hairdresser or anything, I'll never get it on the weekend. I'll do it mm-hmm. while the kids are at school. But there's a few Pilates classes starting again. Our friend does it. So I said I want to go to classes. Scotty's like, oh, it's just a bit hard because I'm working. I was like, no, totally. I get it. I get it. And then he went to golf on Sunday. 
and he left at 10.30. Yep. See, and that's the problem with the golf. Golf's not just like I'm nipping out for nah. 45 minutes. Golf's a full day. Couldn't He still wasn't home at four. Yep. Oh, hang on. So 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Obviously, All right. obviously didn't get a card. There we go. No card. <laughs> no, we did, no, we did get a card. We played 18 holes. No, it's still. You know? Yeah. you know what the thing is? They would have been later, but Victoria Park, golf course is open, but the bar's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you, you can't buy any drink on the course? No, there was none. That's what they were expecting. Oh, so they, so they didn't take any because they thought it would be open. Because you could have taken your own. I don't know. Are you allowed to take your own? <laughs> no, you are not. So, no, they didn't. No, no, no. What are you talking about? Golf course isn't a life in front of us. Yes, it is. It's a park. <laughs> Mate, just because there's grass doesn't mean you're allowed to take And you're booze. not allowed to take booze to a park either. No. Oh, that's just frowned upon. But anyway. What were they doing for six hours then? Playing golf. golf golfing. They golf. actually played golf yeah, for played the golf. full six hours. They played golf. Obviously said, not very good. I sent a, te- <laughs> a text to him saying, are you having fun, hun? And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing as well, you know. Hmm. And I just wrote back saying, hey, do you mind if I do six Pilates classes over the next fortnight? You cashed in early. He was still playing golf when you cashed in your chips. Yeah, but guess what? Mm. I sent that text. Yeah. Next 30 minutes. He was home. He was home. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, settle down. He goes, yeah, I can't afford others. Yeah, you know what they did? They drank their last scooter <laughs> at the pub. They put it down. They went, right out. Time to get out of here, boys. Let's wrap this thing up. Pubs aren't open. It's really weird. Mm. They always have to come home. I, still... I actually thought there was, mm. wasn't it the 19th? 19th hole. I actually thought mm. that was a 19th hole because I know nothing about golf. Mm. And I was like, God, they take so long on that one. It it's must always be the you're biggest exhausted. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's normally a par wow, seven. Wow, I can't believe you actually golfed for six hours. It's a long day. Yeah, it is, but with no, like, they maybe did the whole course. You played, I don't know. Right? You used to play, didn't you? Yeah. But no, I think normally, maybe it just sounds longer, but because normally you'd start about. 6.30, maybe 8. Yeah, you go real early. You go real early so and then you get lunch, home. Yeah, sort of but that's thing. still the same block. He's just gone a bit later. Mm. Well, there mm. you go. Maybe they're just really, really bad and they've got to practice that too. so much. Uh, uh, so I think they should go in next weekend. It'll be great. They're definitely walking more of the course than they're golfing. If you let him, <laughs> I love yeah. how you guys are trying to work out. Nah, I couldn't possibly. If you that's let him long. play every weekend, mm. you could probably go on a trip to Bali for a fortnight. When mm. restrictions are lifted, it's like just, that's I've never a whole been into that's a golf because it's been the whole day. This is why men get into golf. It. But now all of a sudden, mm. it's good. Mm. Mm. You, you could you could take it up. No, 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 I got to do other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five Alpha Bucks. If you want to play, uh, it's tomorrow eight o'clock. Your letter. If you want to practice it up, P for Peter. Staff, Abby and Matt's Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Lucky Dip Edition. If you get on, you guarantee the prize of the morning. Our money doesn't come back until the new financial year after these unprecedented times. Uh, but the good win is if you get 10 out of 10, and the questions are easier, if you get 10 out of 10, there will be an All-Stars game where you get to come back uh, and play for the real $10,000. All right. Ma from Bow Desert. Morning, Ma. Morning. Ah, oh, yeah. and chirpy. You <laughs> sound smart, Ma. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited now. Excellent. How many clues have you got up your sleeve? Well, I got the whole nine, but I'm you were you were going too fast, so yeah. I missed one. Yeah. Maddie hears eight. that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, it happens at six thirty every morning where we give away nearly all the answers. So if you're up nice and early, you get a treat. Thanks for sticking with us all morning, Ma. Oh, no worries. All right, so you already know that your letter is F for funny. You've got 30 seconds on the clock. You've got to use that uh, letter to answer every question. Say pass if you don't know to give yourself as much time, and we can only accept each answer the once, okay? 
Okay, All cool. Right. Here we go. F for funny is your letter. Here we go. Name a language. Plus. Name a car brand. Ferrari. Name an occupation. Plus. Name a f- movie franchise. Uh, Fast and Furious. Name a sporting competition. Uh, plus. Name an American singer. Uh, plus. Name a word to describe a comedian. Funny. Name a book genre. Uh, fiction. Name a body part. Finger. Oi, we'll give you finger. You just got in there. Yeah, you said you had eight clues, Mark. I did, but I... Because <laughs> you ended up... You got five out of five out of ten. Well done. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Hard to remember what order to say them in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go through the ones you passed on. For a language, you could have had French. French. Um, Double there, yeah. Yeah, for an occupation, you could have had farmer. He's outstanding in his field. Oh, and funny. for a sporting competition, you could have had Formula One. Ma, do not laugh at that. Do not. She was laughing before he said it. She had the giggle. Yeah, don't laugh at my jokes, Mark. No, don't do that. You. Who'd want our listeners to do that? Kids, if you want to pass that joke on, it's very much a primary school don't joke. Laugh. It's suitable. No, no one laugh at. No, don't laugh. That'd be, oh, that'd be outrageous. Funny. Thank you, Mark. Funny. Is that good when comedians get that when they're in the crowd and that. someone doesn't laugh and they just say funny? Well, she did both. She laughed and she said funny. Oh, I'm and she got sorry. chagrined I'm so- for laughing. I'm sorry. It's I'm fine. So- it's fine. I'm sorry. To be fair, Mark's still laughing over everything. Sorry. Thank you. Oh, no, you haven't found out what you won, Mark. Hey, yeah, let's go. Oh. Let's, let's go to the oh, prize cool. room, everybody. Let's find out what's in there this morning. <laughs> You've been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for playing. You just scored yourself Thank a you. pardon of Bundaberg Ginger Beer. It's a strong. It's now available it. in a mini can at your local supermarket. Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. Last week we were talking about paternity tests and imagine doing one and finding out who you thought was your child is not biologically yours. And we got a call from a listener who has done one of those tests and found out about their, their father. And it's a little bit more complex than that, isn't it, Jade? Yes, I do. It's a lot more complex than um, most people probably think. And um, sometimes honesty just isn't the best policy. And I think I've got a wonderful um, perspective on the story. Okay. So you were, were raised by, uh, by who you believed was your father? Well, technically my parents divorced when I was six. So okay. I was raised by my mum, but my dad was in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, you know, he was dad. And uh, when I was 36, three years ago, my mum told me that... Oh, I'm getting emotional already. Mm. When I was 36, my mum told me that um, he wasn't my dad. So um, that threw me a little bit. I think because it hit me a bit more now that I'm a parent. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so why did she... I, I mean, that's a, that's a huge information to be able to get when you're, you're 36. Was, yeah, it really ruined it, my breakfast that yeah, morning. Yeah. <laughs> what was the reasons for her telling you then? Well, the reason was because um, my my eldest sister has a different father as well, which my my dad is aware of. Right. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to know more about it. You know, being an adult and being a parent, I wanted. I said to Mum, "Look, you know, what happened in your life? How did this come about?" And a couple of days later, she rang me and she said, "Look, I've got something to tell you. Um, your sister's not the only one." Mm. And I so we it went from there. And she said, "Well, it was never a good time to tell you." But because you started asking, yeah. I thought, well, now's as good a time as any. So you know your father is not your biological father, yep. but, but he doesn't know that. 
No, he does not know. Anna, your is your sister? Do you guys have the same father? No. Right. No. Okay. Have you ever found your biological father? Yes. So when my mum told me, I said, well, who is it? And she told me who it was, and it's someone who is known to me. Right. Um, oh. And they had still some sort of contact, not a relationship, but contact. Mm. Um, I said, well, I, wanna, I want you to, him to call me. I want to organise a DNA test, which we did uh, within days, and um, that confirmed everything. And then I decided, well, do I want to meet this man and have some sort of social connection to see, you know, if, we can, if we've got anything? Um, so I met him socially a few times, but it wasn't it wasn't the best experience. So mm. we were cut ties after about twelve months. So now you find I, yourself in the position where you know the secret, and you have to decide whether or not you tell your dad biologically he you're not his. That's right, and I guess it, it's one of the things that from the stories the other day, you know, the burden really does fall on the child. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm sick. And I don't understand. And my mum can tell my dad. I'm I'm 39. I have two children. So it's not just, it's my burden now. And, you know, I shake and I get emotional over it because my mum could have told him many years ago, Mm. many, many times, like when they divorced. But instead she kept it. So now it's my burden and my secret. And I just don't understand. I don't think any good would come from it. No. Because in, in, um, in saying that as well, you, you cut ties with someone who is biologically your father and it seems like you don't have a relationship with him. You don't want to. But how much is your dad, your real dad to you? Do you know what I mean? The person who raised you. Yeah. Yep. You're obviously close with him. Close. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, being, yeah. Being, coming from a divorced couple. You know, divorced family. Right. I mean, right. I, we see him on holidays and postcards and birthday phone calls and that sort of thing. So you just but don't now that I've got children, him. oh, absolutely not. And um, what? Well, the, the biggest reason is because my parents had many children, mm. um, two two of which have passed away, um, and the two that passed away were his biological children. Oh right. Oh. So if I was to tell him, Dad, mm. you're not my dad. He wouldn't have. He it. has no children. Jade, you poor... I can't even imagine what what it must be like to compute that. And also, he's got no grandchildren, because obviously I'm not him. So his beautiful grandchildren aren't his either. Mm. So he has no no living children. You know, it's it's really really sad. Mm. What good could come from telling him? He's 72, he's happy, he's retired. Yeah. What good, what good could come from that? No good. I don't think that all secrets are bad secrets, Mm. when you put it like that, Jade. and, and see, some people say honesty is the best policy. You need to tell him. I'm like, why? It will kill him. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for that. And what's your relationship with your mum like now that you've learnt that? Oh well, look, Maddie, my mum has been through a lot, losing a child, you know, a, a young yeah. child, mm-hmm. and then later on in years, losing a child as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I've been. Um, after my sister died, you know, my mum and I are very, very close. You know, people say, you know, my mum's my best friend, mm. um, which she certainly is. I mean, you know, we'll sit down and play Scrabble and drink two bottles of wine and laugh about life. Mm. So we get along wonderfully. Um, she said, if I want to tell people, you know, if I want to tell people, it's my story. If I want to tell my dad, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, well, would you like to tell dad now? She said, no. She's still grieving over the bad mistake that she made. Mm. And um, I don't judge her. And I guess she, she was trying to protect you. As well at ah, the same time. Absolutely. She just lost a child. She had three other p- kids to raise. The marriage broke down. She was doing the best she could with what she had. 
I tell you what, this is a corker pilot episode. I can't wait to see what happens next week. This is insane. <laughs> I know. Me too. You have a beautiful outlook on it. Like I, I know that this would have been so hard and, and no doubt you were actually still dealing with it. You can put it all in perspective to be able to talk about your mum like that and have yeah. that <clears throat> understanding of what she's gone through. It's extraordinary to be able to do that. And I think, Abby, I think because I'm a parent now, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not just about me. It wasn't just about her. Well, Jade, thank you so much for being yeah, brave enough to to share that story on the air with us uh, this morning. Um, we really appreciate you you listening and and you sharing that. Thanks so much. Thanks, Manny. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five. I need to apologise to my wife because on the weekend I did not give her the right amount of. Um, Sympathy? Uh, sympathy that was required from an accident that happened to her. So you think if you do it in a public forum, it's extra points? Well, no, I, I did tell her on the end of the night, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't react. Like, I should have come in and saved you because she, she has a black eye. Oh. We went to a barbecue on Saturday night, and um, she left with a black eye. <laughs> and at the time of the incident, yeah, I was just like, oh, you're right, babe. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, did you not do it until the bruise came up? Like you thought it was bad, and she was in, and you're like, "But that's okay." But you didn't, you didn't realize how painful it was. And then when the bruise came up, you're like, "Oh, that was bad." Yeah, and and I mean, she joins us right now because I'll let her tell how she got the black eye because <laughs> it's not my story to share, babe. Good okay. morning. <laughs> Good morning. Are you okay, Esther? I'm fine, thank you, Stav. Yeah. You're so caring. No, don't, hang on. No, you agreed with me at the end of this when I was when I was like I actually said to you uh, towards the end of the night I was like, oh my god, what, are you okay? And you're like, stop it, stop it. Just because she's got a high pain threshold doesn't mean that she deserves less sympathy. Come on, what happened? Well, so it was stupid. Mm. A totally classic me thing. I asked if I could um, have the phone to change the Spotify. Like add some songs to the playlist. Oh, you do like taking control of that. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And and I was sitting down on like a rug, and the guy who was holding the phone went to throw it to me. But we were sitting around a fire pit, and he went a bit high, and it just clocked me straight in the eye. Ow! iPhone. It it was a yeah, exactly. It was an accident. (laughs) Just loving that, aren't you? Um, But. Yeah, it, I, so I didn't react because I didn't want him to feel bad. Oh, because um, he felt bad. Um, when it played out yeah. too, is uh, the way it was is so Esther obviously there was a fire pit that the phone was going over, which mm. is a danger zone as it is, right? <laughs> yeah. For a thousand dollar phone, yeah. Esther leant forward with her hands out, thinking it would be a shorter lob. But I reckon in his mind, he's gone, nah, I'm going up and over the fire. Yeah. So what had happened, babe, is it landed like exactly where you were, where and hit you in the eye. But you did a fantastic job of playing it down. Like, you you were like, no, I'm fine. Everyone's like, are you okay? And you're like, no, it's totally fine. So no one really reacted to it. Right. No. And it wasn't until later in the night and then the next day, you've got a full-on black eye. eye, Like... Does that mean you well, hit me right either. on the bone? Yeah, it is really painful. There is, there's a video like that goes viral. A, a lady dropped the phone. She was taking a photo of a baby, mm. and she dropped it on, <laughs> yeah, on her baby. baby oh. yeah. And she was so upset, and she wanted to experience what it was like. So she kept dropping the phone on her own <laughs> eye, and she also woke up with a black eye. She's like, "This is what I did to my baby." And it was that. Uh, it's yeah. Do you know what? I've dropped my phone on my own face. Yeah, when you're lying in, lying bed. in bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, and goes dead, and it falls on your face, and you're like. 
well, I have a problem. Did you not ice but, it? I guess you didn't because you no. didn't want to say how bad it was. Yeah. No, I didn't, but I could feel tears running down the sides of my face, <laughs> but it was dark, so no one could see. You're too embarrassed to say it. <laughs> and then, but as you got really annoyed at me when I pointed it out in the in later in the night, I was because like, I wanted to apologise for not giving the, the correct amount of reaction, that mm. it, it required a lot more sympathy and a lot it's more... It's not about you, Matt. No, but that's what I'm saying. No, I know. But what I'm saying is I felt bad for you that I just was like, you'll be right, babe. He didn't want to look bad in front of people, Esther, yeah. that he didn't well, no, well. You, got, you got up me. You were like, just let it go. I was like, no, but I feel bad for you. I'm, I'm meant to be your husband. I'm meant to be attending to you. And you're like, shut up, shut up. Is that it's why you've fine, got a black honestly. eye? I didn't need you to rescue me. It was fine. Mm. It was mm. fine. But thank you for your sympathy. Well, I'm just, I'm just really tough. You know, you are tough, hun. And at least yeah. you got that playlist because I know how much you like. Exactly. Oh, don't worry. I you know what? They should just give it the song. Yeah, it's you in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stav, Abby, and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. Last calls. We would love to get you on. You can talk about anything that was on the show or just bring something new to the table. Thirteen ten sixty is our number. Ashley in Flinders View. What do you want to say? Hey, um, I just wanted to say, like, I, I work in healthcare and I got in the car this morning at 7 o'clock and you you were just, uh, like, you hadn't done it yet, but you were going to talk about your Black Lives Matter vs. coronavirus chat. And the song before was Waiting on the World Changed by John Mann. Just, like, was the perfect song to get into my car and I was, like, amazing. Oh, this one. So good. I kind of feel like that's where we're at at the moment in the world. We are waiting for it to change. So it was just perfect. It was really lovely. So kudos, guys. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Thank you very much. Because that can often bite us on the the bum too, can't it? Because we... Say you, you talk to a fireman and then the next song's burning down the house. You're like, ugh, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We, do, we do check that, though, as often as we can. Hey, Kelly, you're on the air. Hey, guys. What's, What's up? happening? Um, I was just wanting to... Um, I'm pretty proud of myself this week. Yeah. Um, I've just had my third baby. She's three weeks old. And I finished my degree after four years um, the same week. So, oh. like, this week. Congratulations. I handed in my last assignment. So oh. I'm just... I'm not normally, you know, one to toot my own horn, but I'm just super proud and I just feel, yeah. I just achieved a lot the last couple of weeks. So. Toot away, Kelly. <laughs> toot, tooty, tooty, toot. Having, yeah, and, and being out of study with kids, that's, mm. you should be super proud. What were you studying? Um, I was doing a communications degree, um, majoring in advertising. I swapped halfway through and I actually lost my dad halfway through oh. um, my oh. degree too. So it, it's been really tough um, and there's been a lot going on, but I'm just super proud. So I thought, I'm just going to... Just going to tell everybody today. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Super proud. Well done, Kel. That that's absolutely amazing. And that feeling of handing Thank in your you. last assignment, you you don't have to feel like you constantly need to do something now. You know, and you always feel like yeah, you've got exactly. that assignment. I'm going to have my first like guilt-free coffee this morning. I'm yeah. just going to me and the baby. We're just going to go have a coffee and just sit somewhere and just do nothing. <laughs> if you send like put in an assignment after the due date. Um, like when you're doing uni, because you know you're an adult. Do, mm. do the uni lecturers have the same sort of stink about them as a teacher did in high school? If you're running behind on something, um, they they my uni's got a really good policy where you can pretty much get a 48 hour extension, um, regardless of sort of what your circumstances are. You can just sort of you know give um, yeah. a really light excuse, but um, and then after that um, you kind of had, need a medical certificate. But um, yeah, most of the lecturers are pretty good. Um, with, you know, I've got a kid or I'm sick or, you know, it's a public holiday. 
because it's different because it's online at different states too. So sometimes yeah. they don't realise that in Queensland it's a public holiday or whatnot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just know if I went to uni, I would still not be no, able no, no, to no. hand I, it in on time. Yeah, just you so know? You know, after that extension, that's it. They, they don't, like, there's no, 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 no more. It's not like, oh, miss, can I put it in three weeks But I got late. a note from my mum. So if I turned no. up with a note from my mum and went to my lecture and was Unless like, Unless your mum is a doctor. <laughs> so ah, that he was right, big. okay. I'd also hazard a guess that all your assignments during your entire course of studying would be done in 48 hours. Oh, I, I, I remember handing one in to my English teacher once and she, she actually said to me, she was like, thank you. I said, it's not real good. She goes, it doesn't matter. I have something. <laughs> she actually said to me, yeah. if you just give me a piece of paper with your name on it, I'll take that. Wow. Isn't that a good plot policy, though? I mean, you don't want someone to become a doctor but then didn't hand in their excitement because oh, no, they got a letter from yeah. their mum saying that I'm so sorry they couldn't <laughs> get around true. to it. We were on holiday. Yeah. We are on the Gold Coast. Oh, just anatomy. <laughs> I got 48 hours to do this heart surgery. Hey, Lauren, you're on the air with us. Last calls. What do you want to chat about? Uh, parent fail. So we're redoing birthdays that were COVID during COVID. Yeah, fair enough. And um, so my six-year-old for the lo- for the life I've had him, instead of actually saying the f word, I always go fudge. Like you know, or fudge in hell, or what the fudge, or mm. fudge. Right. Got it. So for his yeah for his birthday, he goes, I want one of your fudge cakes. I'm like, yeah, okay, done. He goes, make it hell themes, mum, so I can have a fudge and hell cake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. What did you bake? So that, well, that that's going to be it. But I'm like, you, how, how did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. Imagine that. For so, fudge sake, mum, it's not what I wanted. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to, I don't know, because I melt the Mars bars and stare it through, so I'm going to have to just call it a Mars bar cake or something, because that just backfired. No, yeah. it's got to be fudge. You're the mother fudger. Mother fudger. Well, <laughs> just leave it, Lauren. Leave Good it. luck, Lauren. We, we Good pushed luck. it far enough. It's Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. We thought we'd do something a little bit different and go to the drive-ins. We went to the drive-ins on the weekend, and mm-hmm. we didn't get there early enough. And there was a big lineup to get in. And you know how some people just do U-turns and cut in? Yeah. Scotty and I are like, we can't do that. We're going to do the right thing. So we went right up the back. Uh, so we're the last one to get in. Sneak anyone in the boot so you don't have to pay for their ticket. <laughs> nah, it's a bootload now. They've learned from that. So <laughs> they, just have a ge- they just have a generic price? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a car load, yeah, no right. matter how many people. Because I was always the in person the in the boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, we rocked up late. So you didn't want to cause a fuss. And because Scotty's so excited, he's got a new car. So we wanted to take the U. And we got there late, so you can't like turn on all the lights and uh. stuff. You don't want to upset anyone else. And we couldn't work out how to turn off the automatic um, turn off for the battery. So every like ten minutes, I had to get back out from the back of the tray <laughs> and start the and car, start the car up to get the battery for the radio. Oh, you know how you used to go to the drive. I don't know about you, yeah. but I used to drive in the eighties, and the 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 Corolla didn't have this issue. <laughs> So now, because he only just got that new car, you would have been better off taking the old bomb. It would have been easier. Like, why don't we do that? And we're still like, we don't want to be favourites, but we'd really like that car. <laughs> yeah, because if you're not using it, it automatically turns off. Mm. Uh, anyway, thanks. But no thanks. To buy yourself a little battery wireless. Yeah, we couldn't find that one. And they don't work on smart fa- um, apps as well. No. Look, don't get me wrong. The whole, it was packed. Every single other person there could work it out. Is it a push button? Yeah. Yeah, so you just um, don't push the um, brake when you push the. No, we didn't push the brake. The brake would turn the car on. We just had the car radio on. Yeah. But an automatic feature, it turns off. off. Mm -hmm. Try it with your car today for a bit of fun. Okay. Hmm. That's my day plant. (laughs) I knew you need something to do. You love it. 
hand sanitizer mm. and itty bitty little cuts on your hands. Yeah. Actually, that one, that's a big cut though. Oh, would you consider that big? That's a gusher. Oh, oh really? I'd say that's a, that's a graze. That's, that's a, not. That's a laceration. I got that. That's a, I fell down on a bitchman. And stitches. Mm. No, I got that from. Um, I was playing baseball with a iron rod that was used for poking a fire pit, um, and the ball was ice, and I cut my hand on the back end of it because the Where handle were was broken. You? On the beers. So, but hand sanitizer and cuts. <laughs> Thanks, but no Or thanks. baseball with an ice ball. <laughs> Could have went with that one, couldn't but you? Now I think about it, I go, yeah, I'm pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. It was fun. Sounds great. <laughs> Might try that today, too. Bathing Rory last night in the bathroom. Turns to me and goes, Dad. Yeah? There's a possum in your bedroom. It's like, what? Turn around. There is a possum in our bedroom. I'm like, get out. Do you know what it does? It ran under the dresser drawer. Oh, burn the house down. <laughs> That's, you can't stick your hand under that dresser. It's gonna, you'll get a bigger cut than this. <laughs> then I got a broom. And I'm sh- they don't care. I'm shooing nah, him. You don't care. Then he runs out. They're arrogant. They bosses. are. Because he knew how he got in, right? He knew where the door was. He chose not to go that way. He ran into the spare room and under the bed. Mm. He's been there before. You got that book, haven't you? What's that? There's a possum in the house. No. Really? Yeah. I'll get it for you. Right. How'd you I don't get need it? to. I live oh, it. Oh, How'd you get it out? No, I'm just so. This is my time. If you go to realestate.com, there is a house there for listing. <laughs> um, it just it eventually just made its way back out. What do you mean? Do you know where it is? Yeah, I, saw, I was watching TV and it walked past me. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> see you tomorrow, Jim. Didn't take something from the fridge, had a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, they're arrogant, man. I yeah. don't, don't trust them. Thanks for nothing. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. There we go. That's the podcast, everyone. Uh, Have a great day. Thank you.